Hello, hello, everyone. Thank you for tuning in and welcome to Beyond the Bleachers. My name is Samantha. Joining me is my lovely co-sophisticated spectator. And we'll get into what that means in just a little bit. But Jocelyn, how are we doing today? It's our first episode. It's the first one. Burr, 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 burr. Pop the bottles. It's a champagne party, you know. But yeah, I'm super excited. Hey, girl. All right. Hey, girl. <laughs> so first things first, I want you to talk to us a little bit about what it means to be a sophisticated spectator like how did you come up with the name Mm -hmm. what is it how do you qualify to be it because i'm sure there's (laughs) other sophisticated spectators out there absolutely and i want people to know like this is your home we are your people so (laughs) tell us where it came from so uh you were so kind so lovely as you called me to be on my other podcast shameless plug right quick called growing through it Um, so you, uh, were on that podcast and I coined the name for you because I always found you as super intelligent, very, like a, a, just a very open and intellectual person around basketball, especially in, in this case, the, the WNBA, all basketball that includes women. So I'm like, wait a minute, Sam is like really good and smart about all the things. Like if I ask her a question, she knows everything around basketball. And I'm like, okay, she's super sophisticated. The way you're poised, you you know all things around it. So if we take the word sophisticated, it's knowing things, you know, mm-hmm. like and um and, and, and just a, and also experience. So you experienced being a very sophisticated spectator because that's what you do. You spectate. You're the person in the crowds. You're a fan, but uh, you're also on a different level because you understand what's going on on the court. So all of us out here who love the game of basketball, period, whether it be men's, women's, both, uh, if you played or not, a sophisticated spectator can be anyone who's knowledgeable of the ba- of the game of basketball, sitting in the stands, either on the sideline as a player or as a coach or as a fan. So that's where I coined the name and I thought you fit it perfectly. Now I think that I'm more of a rowdy spectator. <laughs> like are you rowdy? I'm pretty rowdy, man. I'm pretty rowdy. I don't think you had the pleasure yet of like sitting down and watching an entire game with me like in like the you know the com- the comfort of our living rooms. But girl, I am loud. I yell. I clap. I stand up. I go like, yeah, baby. I am extra animated. <laughs> um, so now, uh, the sophistication is say... more so on your level. But I do think that I'm sophisticated because I did actually play the game. So I do understand it and I know it. So that's my experience around it. <laughs> cool. And what I will say is even though we live in different states, so we don't get to watch the game together. Right. When it's a real close game, and the going is getting good and your fingers start to text me and then your fingers can't go fast enough that you start sending me the audio messages. That's what I know. That's, that's, when that's you how know. you know we're in a good game. <laughs> I'm like, sometimes, you know, I play it back and I'm like, why am I this crazy? So you already know how rowdy I am, Sam. Stop playing. No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So as we know, NCAA women's basketball and men's basketball just ended 
uh, the women's side, they just crowned LSU Tigers as the 2023 champions. And we are gearing up for the WNBA season, mm-hmm. which preseason has already started. Training camp is already in full effect. Right. And we are getting ready for the kickoff on May 19th. So I want to do a little bit of a WNBA overview today. And so we're going to do a little something that I have dubbed who we checking for. Okay, cool, cool. And so I want us to talk about the team that we're checking for this season, the returning player that Mm -hmm. we're checking for, the rookie that we're checking for, Mm -hmm. the coach that we're checking for. And the off-season hot topic that Mm. we are checking for now that the season is about to start. Yes. Okay, so let's start at the top. Who is the team that you're checking for? And I'm going to make it a little difficult for you. And I'm going to say that you are not allowed to say the Las Vegas Aces. What? Oh, no. I was already ready to talk about I know you were. That's why I said you're not allowed to say it. That's crazy. That's (laughs) crazy. All right. Fine. Fine. So since you want to throw a curveball I was already ready man all right okay fine so I will say the Indiana fever why because my girl Leah Boston is moving on over there um (laughs) first round draft WNBA draft pick get at me get at our game (laughs) veteran okay anyway you know I'm super excited to see what she has to do and, and what she has to bring to the table. I know her game is just going to be elevated on another level. I know she's coming in with nerves. I really hope that she gets a lot of playing time. Um, and she's able to to really, I guess, you know, be coached and mentored in a way that really plays to her strengths. And if she does have anything to work on, which I don't really think she does. If it will really, if anything, I think it's just the more to being more aggressive. She's a very kind. She's like she's like your big comfy teddy bear. Like she's so sweet. Like she's like the gentle giant, you know. And I want her to be a little more aggressive on the court, where like you know, yeah, she'll she has great sportsmanship, but she gonna get that block and make you look a little silly before she does all that. You know what I mean? So I want her to like fully immerse herself and fully like realize that she is the business. Okay. Um. On Indiana Fever, as far as well, so we're going, we're still going just as like the team, right? Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I'm looking to see what that team has to bring because that is the rookie going on there that I like. I guess I'm skipping ahead, but that's a team that I'm interested in looking at. Also, I'll give you another one the Sparks. And this is also, I'm, I'm very biased. If you don't know, guys, I love the Gamecocks. <laughs> so, <laughs> we know Zaya Cook is also going to the Sparks. And it will be interesting to see how they, you know, like, I guess, revamp their whole entire offense and defense. I don't know who else is really going to bring the heat, but I really do hope that um, that team goes a little further than they did last season because, woo, child, it was a mess, a mess. Um, But, yeah, that's those are my teams I'm looking for. Who are you checking for? Okay, well, first of all, let me say that those are really – two good teams that you selected and I think the key thing to that is both of those teams kind of hit a little bit of a slump when they lost some of their biggest players Mm -hmm. you know Indiana losing Tamika Catchings to retirement after the 2016 season LA and we know the loss of Candace Parker Chelsea Gray Raquana Mm -hmm. Williams yeah um 
So those are two teams. A whole that, bunch of big heavy hitters. Right. That are have missed out on some huge heavy hitters. And mm-hmm. those are two good teams that I think we should be looking out for. But my team that I'm checking for this season is the Phoenix Mercury. Oh, do tell, please. Okay, Let's- so Phoenix Mercury, for those of you that you know, don't know a little bit of the inside to Phoenix Mercury. Obviously, we all know how Brittany Griner BG impacts the game and how her presence was so greatly missed last season. Mm-hmm. And it was a tough season for the Phoenix Mercury. You could see it in their play. Like, they wanted to win so badly for Brittany Griner. Yeah, they but did. But they also were just struggling with the mental of it all, like, wishing her well not knowing how she's doing not being able to communicate with her like the empathy and the sympathy that they felt for her and her wife and her family it really took a toll on them and while they tried so hard to will their way they just made it to the playoffs and then yeah. unfortunately it wasn't enough so I'm excited to see that team come together rally around Brittany Griner as she makes her return into um, the WNBA after being gone last season. And they've got some real talent over there. You know, DT, Diana Taurasi is back for another season. Mm-hmm. And they are truly like a dynamic duo on that team, you know. Yeah. So I'm excited to see the two of them together. I know that they are very close outside of playing. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see them come together and be able to play together and get that chemistry back. They also are missing Skylar Diggins, who Mm -hmm. uh, just had her second baby. And so it'll be interesting to see kind of how Phoenix comes together, being that they're gaining one of their star players, but then they're also losing a star player for personal reasons. Um, And they've got some added pieces around them. Plus the coach, Vanessa Nygaard, I don't really think, you know, with last year being her rookie season, she got a chance to really showcase her talents as a coach. Mm-hmm. because of just all the different dynamics that Phoenix as an organization was going through. So right. I'm excited to see how they all come back together with all of the pieces, unfortunately, minus Skylar Diggins, but with all of the pieces that they need to be successful, the coach can really show what she's made of. The organization has always mm-hmm. been ahead of the pack, top of the league. And so I'm excited to see how they can kind of come together this season yeah that's a great pick and I know everybody's looking to watch for Brittany Griner to see how she comes back and and hopefully they're coming back with a just a extra amount of hunger you know because they they feel a little more powerful they have their big back and and just making her feel good like you said uh but but just to get a little messy wasn't there a whole bunch of you know drama with Skylar Diggs and and Diana Taurasi last season and like do you think she was even going to come back to the Phoenix to the I was or? actually a little surprised that she came back and yeah it's a little I don't know what the drama was about I do know that um already into the preseason Skylar Diggins has said that she was going to miss um, the rest of the postseason. And I think that was ultimately the nail in the coffin for them. Mm-hmm. It at the time was for undisclosed reasons. And then we find out um, later, you know, after the season ended that she was pregnant. And so we kind of assumed that that was the reason why she ended up having to exit early. Right. Uh-huh. Um, but I don't, I don't know what that tussle was about. We never actually found out. I don't know if it was emotions. I don't know if it was just the, the heat of the game and the heat of the circumstances right. getting to everybody. 
we both we know that both of them, Diana and Skylar, play with such passion and drive. And they're, you know, two of the top players in the league. And honestly, they both play the same position. Mm-hmm. You know, they play together on the starting five and they, you know, work with each other. Diana kind of moves up to the shooting car position. But yeah. she is a point guard. Yes, you know, she is a, she's a ball handler. Yes. And Skyler is also a ball handler. So yeah, I don't cl- know if maybe some of Flash that, kind of, yeah, some <laughs> of that kind of played into that dynamic. In addition to the emotions and all that other stuff. So mm-hmm. I, I I don't know, but I'm excited to see how Phoenix Mercury kind of you know pulls it all together. Yeah, how they bounce back. It'll be interesting because I'm excited to watch for sure. Absolutely. So. <laughs> For returning players, my mm-hmm. returning player that I am looking out for... Don't you dare pick. <laughs> well, I'm going to pick anyway. My no, I'm returning... saying don't you dare pick the one I'm going to... Go ahead, go ahead. <laughs> my returning player that I don't think you're going to pick okay. is Alicia Gray. Ah, okay. For those of y'all that don't know, and Jocelyn, I don't even know if you know, but I have been leading the hashtag free Alicia Gray from the shackles of the Dallas wings for like a season and a half now. Wait, haven't your prayers been answered? My prayers have been answered. <laughs> Our girl is free from She's the gone. chains of Dallas and she has moved to her home team, mm-hmm. Atlanta Dream. Yep. And so I am so excited to see what she's going to do in her home team where her family can come visit her. It was on the top of her list of teams that she wanted to go to, teams that had equally been pursuing her and she had been pursuing. Mm-hmm. They have a great coach, uh, ex-WNBA player in Tanisha Wright. They also have some other great players that are going to be out there, including another rookie, Haley Jones from Stanford. Ooh, that's, yep. <laughs> and they are another team that has had highs and lows when it comes to the playoffs. They've made it to the finals a few times back with mm-hmm. Angel McCautry and yep. didn't, you know, get the chip at the end of the day. So, they are really hungry. They are ready. They're trying to get back on the upswing. Yeah. And so I'm so excited for Alicia Gray. You know, she got a lot more exposure because she's really a quiet assassin. She's you a know, quiet assassin. She doesn't for say sure. too much, but yeah. let that ball start going in and you cannot stop her. Yeah, let her start feeling it. She 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 goes into another gear, you know. She picks she up like her does. off the dribble that drive to the basket. She also has some really like just swifty moves down and like and when she gets in the paint you know so don't don't sleep on alicia gray for sure i I, i'm definitely there and she who where does she come from she's an alum of which school again exactly baby because we only make the best okay the best of the best so we know she's an inner she's a ncaa champion she is fighting exactly. for a WNBA championship. Yep. She's a gold medalist in the three-on-three. Yep. And so she has gotten a lot more exposure in the last couple years. And so I'm so excited to see her in her element, in her home state, where her family can cheer her on in person, mm-hmm. at home games. Yep. Ugh, I'm so excited. But it's a different feel. Yeah, I think it's a different feel, and, and I'm sure it's going to bring more, a little more swag to her, definitely more confidence, maybe just even more, like, she'll, she'll be a little bit more vocal, and I'm excited to see, you know, her just, like, balling up, just balling up, and, mm-hmm. and I'm glad that you brought up Haley, because that was going to be one of my rookies 
um, that I'm excited to see because she's a force. She's also, she's not super quiet, but that hair, I wonder if she's going to keep all that hair. Like, you know, that's been her signature. <laughs> yeah, and I just want to see her. That. Yeah. I want to see her fluffing around that thing and it just hit people in the face as she's driving <laughs> to the court, to the basket. I'm really excited. Um, to see her playing and hopefully she gets playing time because you know like some rookies but going back to um, a returning pair, player that I'm excited to see is Alyssa Smith because that's a good um, one. yeah she is definitely a force to be reckoned with and uh, I think in her off season she's been leading her team what is it called the off the um the athletic league what is it called the league again the AU Pro Sports the AU Pro Sports right and she she was a MVP I think she won um she won that after that season ending so she's definitely one to watch always been she's an alum of uh Baylor right she she left Baylor and she's definitely one of those top players that's gonna be just I think ready, ready to play this year, ready to to just show everybody what she's got as she's gotten better, and that's a beautiful thing in the off season. That's one thing about women when they're in the off season, like playing like just basically year round, they're getting better, and that's just extremely important on the pro level. So I'm excited to see that that um, returning player for sure, and that's also indiana fever right so indiana if fever. she's coming in and, and boston is 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 getting some play hopefully what's the coach name christy sides i think her name mm-hmm. is i hope that uh she's really got her her offense together and defense together and she's she's really gonna get that roster up and going and and put that heavy first five hitters in there so um, i'm really excited about that awesome and did you want to shout out any other rookies that you might be checking well you already said Haley um uh, obviously Zaya Cook okay going on over to the Sparks like I said before I'm really excited to see what she does there um is homeboy still the coach or are they still trying to figure that out their coach is now Kurt Miller okay so Kurt Kurt Mr. Miller man Come on now, let's let's get it together, because we the Sparks used to be one of those standout uh, players, um, it was rather teams, and we know Kurt Miller is a great coach, um, and I think that he could really turn this around, turn the Sparks around, but I don't know if that will happen, but we'll see, we'll see, because like we said, we just mentioned, there's a lot of heat coming from all these other teams, the way that they're assembling them, I don't know. But um, hopefully Zaya Cook does have a breakout rookie season because I think she's amazing, very poised, very together. Um, and I hope she doesn't get any nerves, like she gets those all out and she just knows she's a beast on the court, okay? So um, that's another rookie that I'm excited to see. All right, well, you stole mine because I was going to talk about <laughs> <my> <laughs> <kid>. <laughs> But let me just say, like, uh, one added thing about Zaya Cook. She is one of those players that really knows how to kick it into high gear Mm -hmm. and put the team on her back. Yep. We've seen it countless times with South Carolina where different players have gotten into foul trouble. Different players just can't seem to get the ball in the hoop. She knows how to will a team and get them motivated. And that's Mm -hmm. honestly what L.A. needs. L.A. needs some momentum. They need some strong players that have strong personalities and can really be a presence on the court. 
Um, so I'm looking forward to her. I'm also looking forward to now this player is someone that technically is not a rookie, but she was injured last year in what would have been her rookie season, and that is Nayara Sabali. Hmm. And she's I forgot in New York. about her. Yeah. yeah. So she came out of Oregon in 2022, mm-hmm. um, but unfortunately got injured and had to sit out the entire 2022 season. So even though she was drafted last year, this year will be her rookie season. Okay. And so I'm excited to see how she comes back from injury. You know, we have – it's really a toss-up in the WNBA because it's such a fast-paced league. You mm-hmm. really don't know how you're going to be coming out of injury and immersing yourself into the culture of the game. Yeah. And so I'm excited to see how she develops. Yeah. Over the course of the next year, she's got some great players and mentors over in New York. Um, most specifically in terms of bigs, we're looking at Brianna Stewart. We're mm-hmm. looking at um, Steph Dolson. And so I'm really looking forward to seeing how her game evolves mm-hmm. post-injury. Um, we have seen success in people that miss their their technical rookie season, people like Hall of Famer Tamika Catchings. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm yeah. excited to see how she comes out on the other side of injury and really just see her do her thing now that she's – I know she's been anxious to get on the court, and so I'm excited to see her do her thing in New York. Oh, she's fired up for sure. She's fired up for New York Liberty, and I'm, I'm excited to see that, her over there. Now um, – now, what I also want to talk about as far as the returning players, going back on that, Derricka Hamby, who's no longer with the Aces. Right, right. Yes, but uh, she's on She's on to the Sparks. So they're going to have the Agumake uh, sisters, right? NECA, um, she's still going to be there, right? NECA's mm-hmm. still signed on. And then Chanae. And then we're going to have Derricka Hamby and what Jordan Canada is on Sparks now. Yep. And and then we're gonna have Zaya Cook. Oh, um, oh, the Sparks! I don't know. They might be sparking some fire. For real, they might. If if Kurt Miller is gonna continue being the you know grade A coach coach that he is, because I don't think he's a bad coach at all. I think he'll figure that out. But he definitely has to just know how to work that roster the right way. Who's gonna come off the bench? Who's gonna play? Like who's gonna start? And who's gonna bring in? Like pack that punch that first half. So, like, you know, you got enough cushion and you just have more heavy hitters coming in off the bench. So I'm excited to see the Sparks and the, the returning players that's moved around on this team and the the rookie. that they, I think they have a really good roster this year. Um, who else did I was looking at? Uh, oh, my gosh. There was another team and I, it's just it just lost. I lo- it lost. I lost it. Just continue. Continue. I, it'll come to me. It'll come to me. Okay, so speaking of Sparks, is Kurt Miller the coach that you got your eye on this season? I mean, yeah, because I'm excited to see what he does with with the roster that he has. He has, like, a a very good roster to find a way to kind of, like, almost bring them back into the the forefront again, you know, because – the, the Sparks have been kind of quiet these last couple of seasons. And considering that they have, like, such grade-A players like like Aneka Agumake, who I who I think is just a stand-up person not only on the court but off the court and everything she has done for the WNBA, as we both know. You know, so I'm excited to see, like, you know, what he gives 
what he get what he brings to the table, what he draws up, and the different plays that he's hitting with them and playing to again all their strengths and uh just completely diminishing any kind of challenges that they they had in the past and, and getting them as a weld oil machine. I think the chemistry really just needs to be there. So hopefully um these the preseason all that like they just kind of get close because that's what we really need we need like teams to to look like they love each other going back to the aces i mean we haven't talked about them yet but you know i have to that's my team i know you have to (laughs) i mean the way that they're coming this year i don't know i don't know because they're, they're fresh off that championship win they're all healthy and they're excited and they just brought on cp3 <laughs> you know, if she's coming to play this year, because she, she, you know, I don't know, I don't know what's going to happen because you got Chelsea Gray and and Candace Parker back together again. Um, you know, that's that's half the daggone best of the uh, Sparks team. You know, on one team again playing together. I don't know. Then you still have Kelsey Plum, who's a hungry mother freaking chick. I, I swear <laughs> she's a baller to the core. And um, I just I'm excited to see what they what they're gonna come what they're what they're gonna come with like even just to see their offense how they're gonna play that like are they gonna have Candace and uh, Asia Asia Wilson on the on the court at the same time like or are they I don't know I'm just excited to see what happens there I think Becky was being poached by um, the NBA to be a head coach and but I think she's she's sticking with the Aces this season right am I right or am I wrong or I'm scared she's with the Aces she's with the Aces I don't think there's going to be any decisions made until postseason or after the postseason right now she says her focus is on the Aces so we're going to trust that her focus is with the Aces let's get that another (laughs) let's get two Pete baby back to back please let's get it because I'm excited. I am so excited. I have the jersey. I'm ready. I am ready. I need to get Chelsea Grays. I have Asia's. I need to get Chelsea's. I need to get Kelsey's. <laughs> the whole starting five. I need to get the whole starting five. Okay. And um, oh, her name is escaping me. Why am I tripping? Um, the homegirl who played on the Sparks wasn't one of the like sharpshooters from the three. Oh, Raquana um, Williams. Raquana Williams uh, opening up about her mental health, um, you know, journey and it being mental health awareness month, I think is, is, is quite like timely and I'm excited to see her coming back healthy and, um, you know, ready to play with the team because she was also a, a, a true, like, you know, asset to the team. And I hope that she knows that and continues to know that. Uh, Chelsea, I, I, as she so as she stated, um, has been a really great friend to her. So I'm really excited to see her just like coming back with a different kind of confidence and and love. And again, that team is very much so um, like the chemistry is just there. They're very much so well oiled. And adding in Candace, it seems like she she fits right in because you know you still have Chelsea Gray as the point. Like a team can't go wrong with Chelsea Gay, Chelsea Gray at the point. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Absolutely. I think that another coach that I'm checking for is Breon January. Mm-hmm. She, for, the, for those of y'all that don't know, Breon January is one of my favorite players. She was. I did not know that, actually. Yes, actually, like a close second to Candace Parker. 
to Candace. I thought she was going to say Tamika Ketchins. <laughs> you know, there's so many. There's a lot, I know. But Breon January really, like, I don't know if it's because she's a point guard and yeah. I'm short. I don't know if it's because she is just such a natural leader. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it's just because of her, like she just radiates like positive energy. Mm-hmm. I don't know what it is about her, but like I'm just drawn to her as yeah. a player and as you know an individual. And so this will be her first season, her coaching debut. No, her coaching debut. Right. Yeah. She is an assistant coach for the Connecticut Sun, a team who we also have not quite talked about just yet. No. But she has two years of coaching experience in NCAA. She was an assistant coach for her um, alma mater, Arizona State. Mm-hmm. And so now she is making her WNBA coaching debut with the Connecticut Sun, and she is reuniting with Stephanie White, who is the head coach out there, also in her first season with Connecticut. But yeah. fun fact, uh-huh. Stephanie White actually came from coaching at Indiana when Breon January was a player in Indiana. Okay. And okay. so I'm excited to see them come back now as two coaches mm-hmm. versus coach and player and really see that chemistry just blossom because that Indiana team when Stephanie White was there and Breon January was a player really had so much chemistry um, able to beat the Minnesota Lynx who were the reigning champs at the uh-huh. time yep. and and they were in the midst of their dynasty mm-hmm. um, and so I'm so excited to see them come together Breon also played two seasons in Connecticut with some of the same players that are there now Mm-hmm. And so I'm excited to see all of that kind of come full circle for her as she now is the assistant coach to some of those younger players that she was playing with not too long ago. Yeah, that's going to be super fun to see. And, and again, Alyssa Thomas is is that player, man. She, she is. As they called, she's a dog, yo. Like she, she's just a player that just – there any adversity – any kind of obstacle, she'll find her way around it. But she's she's one of those most strategic, well-oiled machines, and and she's just strong. And I don't know if she's ever gonna get the surgeries that she needs because Never. does she really need it? Does she Never. really need it? She's probably gonna get that crap once she retires because she's already figured out a way to make it play for her, like to to benefit her. She she made her what people might call weaknesses, her strength, literally. And she capitalized on it, and she dominates. She dominates in the paint. She dominates on defense. And I love defensive players. That's what I love because defense truly does win games. And I think that her her stamina, her her tenacity, and shoot, her audacity to just do the things that she does, <laughs> no matter like how it looks, like it doesn't matter. Like that ball is going in. And and she's she's super exciting to watch. I, I can't deny that. And I think the Wana Bonner's coming back. So going back to, you know, our returning players, I'm excited to see that team. I think most of that team is 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 uh intact. You know, they have Dewana Bonner, they have Alyssa Thomas, um what's her uh what's her name? The one who's actually she's still dating Melissa Smith, right? Um Carrington. Dijanae yes, Carrington. Yes, Dijanae Carrington. Yeah. 
I'm excited to see her too because let's not forget she she was she was definitely putting in work last season. So I'm excited to see what she has to bring um to the court as well this season. So that that is going to be a, a team to watch for sure. And and also that's a great pick for a coach to watch. I'm excited about that. Yeah, I'm hoping that this new coaching staff will be able to propel Connecticut over that hump because yeah. they always make it so far into the playoffs and can't and quite can't. Yeah. close it out. So I'm hoping that, you know, some changes all around will kind of, you know, help get them over the hurdle. Yeah, I would love to see. Honestly, no offense to Phoenix Sun. I'm, I'm excited that, you know, uh, Brittany Griner's coming back. I mean, not the uh, Phoenix Mercury, but I'm excited that um, I, I'm excited to see the Sun versus the Aces. This is I'm I'm gonna put it out now. This is what I'm putting out for this season. That's gonna be the championship game. I though. can get with it. I think you don't think it will be. I could get with it. You could get with it. Steve? I can get with it. We're on the same page here, Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I take right here, right now. <laughs> but before we get into our hot topic that we're looking at. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about some teams that we haven't really touched on today. We got Minnesota, yeah, the and Cheryl Reeve, who is an amazing coach. Coached them through the dynasty, has won Coach of the Year several times. Team USA coaching staff, mm-hmm. but they are also in their rebuilding season after losing piece after piece after piece of that dynasty. A lot of it. Just, they are truly in rebuilding mode, but they've got yeah. some nice pieces over there. We also have to think about Seattle. I was mm. very hard on Noel Quinn last season. Yeah. And so I'm I'm looking to see her make some adjustments because the core of their team is also, you know, gone. And Brianna Stewart now moving to New York. And I was going to say, Stewie's gone, isn't she? Yeah. yeah. So it'll be interesting to see her even in a New York Liberty uh, uniform. That's going to be interesting. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Very interesting to, to watch that. But um, where's our girl from Oregon? Um, Sabrina. Is it Sabrina? Yeah, she's still in New York. She's still going to? Okay. That'll be interesting. Maybe that's the duo that we never knew we needed. Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Who knows? Let's see what they end up doing because that'll be some really fun play if they find a way to, to you know, make that work together. Because uh, Sabrina Owenescu, I always get her last name wrong. I butchered it. Did I do well? Did I do okay? <laughs> um <laughs> <laughs> Is it Ionescu? What is it? How do you pronounce it? It's UNESCO. Okay. Excuse me. I'm sorry, Sabrina. Yes, it's UNESCO. Excuse me. But um, I'm excited. I always thought she was a great player. Um, and she's, she's brought a lot of attitude to the NBA. And school. a lot of controversy. And a lot of controversy. So <laughs> um, it'll be interesting to see her playing alongside Stewie and to see how their dynamic kind of develops. It'll, it'll be really fun to watch that. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got to just speak your mind, Sam? Come on now. No, no, I think you definitely brought up some good points. I think Sabrina has been in the midst of a lot of controversy, some self-imposed, some, you know, just by nature of being, you know, 
a top player in the league or propelling herself to be a future top player in the league. We obviously know she was very well talked about in NCAA. Mm -hmm. Um, Rightfully so, too. Right, rightfully so. Respect where it's due, for sure. I I think that New York (laughs) kind of teeters on the border of maybe having too many stars. Mm -hmm. Um, Because they got a lot going on over there and a lot of new pieces a lot of players that have never played together before yeah let me check out that roster in full because um we call them out like who who's the who's i mean the off big the top of my there? head they yeah. spent so much money to pluck steph dolson from chicago after just winning a championship <laughs> who's a big only to yeah. them the next year get Brianna Stewart, who's also a big, and John Cole Jones, who's also a big. Yeah. So yeah. you know JJ. that dynamic is a little interesting. Um, then you got Sabrina, who they can't figure out exactly where to put her. That's going to give her the most momentum, and I think mm-hmm. that she works well in certain positions and not so well in other positions. And so they've had to make a lot of adjustments. But now they're also adding Cordy Vandersloot. Yeah. Who yeah. is. Who is a very much a floor general and likes to handle the facilitating on the floor. And Mm -hmm. and so I'm I'm just I'm nervous for New York and how they're going to be able to put it all together. I will say that they have a great coach in Sandy Brondello, who has won championships with the Phoenix Mercury. She's coached um, the Australian national team. And so they do have a great coach that has a lot of experience. I'm just nervous for the amount of talent and stars that they have on that roster. Yeah, I mean, if they figure it out, again, the chemistry has to be there. Maybe Sabrina can, can I guess, learn a bit from Cordy because we can't deny that Cordy Vandersloot is not a force. She's, she's a vet. She's been there. She knows what she's doing. And maybe Sabrina might need a little bit of mentorship. Maybe she might need a little bit of guidance to rein that in and to, like you said, play her best and be put in the best positions. Maybe if she lets go of the reins a little bit, Courtney can um, help facilitate her best, you know, her best interests, her best shots on the court and like open up the court enough for her to like get those looks that she can knock down from anywhere. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. maybe it'll be an amazing, um, guard front you know like I, I hope I hope because they do have some big people on there Dee, Dee Richards too is also on there I mean yep. I like to have two bigs like like you said John Cole Jones and Dewey like whoo that that could be a force again like that's already that what is that that's four now we have like one two yeah and if we bring in anybody else in that five that's a strong first five so um yeah I think that's one of the sleepers that's probably like the sleeper team that would be kind of you know, who who knows how the hell they'll handle that, how they'll handle all that talent, like you said. Definitely. Um, who else haven't we talked about? Washington. Washington. Washington yeah. Mystics. Yeah, the Mystics. They have a kind of new head coach. Uh-huh. Um, Mike Tebow retired after many, many years of mm-hmm. coaching basketball. And his son, Eric Tebow, who was, you know, formerly the assistant coach, is now the head coach. Right. So they're very familiar with him. They're very familiar with his coaching style. He actually coached a couple games in his father's absence um, and stepped up as uh, interim head coach a few times. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so he's not completely new to that field. Right, so that's and he's, they're familiar with him. He's familiar with them. They're also adding 
back to their team, Christy Tolliver. Mm-hmm. Um, so, uh, great Christy Tolliver is, is approaching the end of her career. Absolutely People is. So hopefully, she goes out with a bang. Is she going to retire? Is she going to coach in the NBA? Like, what is her, what is she doing? Yeah. And so she's, you know, DC area is her home. Um, she went to college right down the road at University of Maryland, won a championship for them. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I don't know. I'm excited to see they they've got a lot of work to do. They've gained some players. They've also lost some players. So they um, gained. It looks like they gained Jasmine Jones. No. They did. They did. They gained Jasmine Jones. Um, Ariel Atkins is gonna be is is on this team. So I think that's a good uh, two. Natasha Cloud, obviously there. Um, so that's a good three. Uh, Elena Deladon, we already know this baby everybody loves. Um, <laughs> so well, speak your mind about EDD. <laughs> I mean, listen. I'm always a person that's going to give respect where respect is due, but it does make me sad when they coin someone as like the savior and the only person to look and to watch when there's, it takes five, it takes five, you know, to win the game. You know what I mean? Like not just one person can carry, especially on this level and wherever she goes, it just seems like she's always the one that everybody's looking at. Again, don't get me wrong. She's a good player. But it's just we have other people on the team. Everywhere she goes, there's other people on the team, and yeah. and that's all I'll say about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah, I mean, the Mystics. Hopefully, I mean, with with Christy Tolliver, maybe she's. I hope she's healthy. She stays healthy the entire season, and she's she's on her. She's on her grind uh, because let's not forget she was amazing with the Sparks when she was point there, um, and she's just a great point guard. Period. So I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> we shall see. We'll see. I, I don't really have much to say about them, but it'll be interesting to see if they're like a quiet. They're they're the quiet assassins of of the um of the season this year. We'll see. Yeah. So let's talk a little bit about <laughs> some hot topics from the off season that we are anticipating being carried over into the regular season. Yeah. One <laughs> that is really a standout for me is this whole private planes transportation <laughs> issue. That I'm kind of tired of talking about year after year. It's the ongoing debate that I think we need to address a little bit. It is shameful, Sam. It It, is horrible. It is horrible. So to give a little background, (laughs) the WNBA does not have charter flights. Mm -hmm. They are expected to fly as a team. In commercial airlines, mm-hmm. the tickets are purchased by the organizations. They are coach. <laughs> you are required to travel with your team, so you cannot purchase a separate ticket for a separate flight. Mm-hmm. You cannot upgrade your seat. And you, even if you volunteer to upgrade everybody's seats, you yeah. cannot do that. Which is baloney. <laughs> and the, the rationale is we can't afford luxury accommodations for every team. So nobody gets it. 
because we don't want any unfair advantages of some people flying first class and getting the kickback on the flight and some people flying coach and they get to be cramped up with their knees in their chest because they're six foot five <laughs> sitting in the commercial airline. Right. And, and, and so I think that in light of, you know, the situation surrounding BG and everything that happened with her, um, there, there has been more of a push you know, for the lead to consider private planes or at least first class with everybody having TSA pre-check or, you know, something. Um, And interesting tidbit to add to the controversy is that this, this issue really, really, really started to become a broader, more publicized issue a couple of seasons ago. And Joseph Tsai, who is the now owner of the New York Liberty, mm-hmm. recognized the issue with yeah. his own team. And right. he told the league, I want to do private planes for my team. Right. And they said no, because of the unfair advantage that it would give the New York Liberty. So he said, okay, well, I have money. How about I sponsor all of the teams? To have private right. planes for right. the entire season in the playoffs. How about we make that happen? Yeah. And again, the league said no. And what was their reason? Because because what? For after that, they rebuttal? felt like if Joseph Sai were ever to sell the team and not be a part of the WNBA anymore, all of a sudden that funding for private planes will exist. Will be lost. And so they, their rationale was they wanted to make sure that they could afford to do it on their own in case the funding was ever lost. <sighs> and my, my issue is right. find new funding. That's what I'm saying. Like, who was on the marketing teams in, in, these, in this league? And, and how are they not trickled over from the NBA? Because they don't have no trouble, no problem finding, like, the funds. You know what I mean? And if if it is such a partnership, if it is such, you know, like camaraderie, then how come they aren't trying to do the same for the WNBA? You know what I mean? Like if it's, oh, they get so excited when some of these NBA players are like popping in and um they're in the stands got you know like if they if they actually get a, a camera on them, how come they're not talking about this either? If it's you know like we support the men all the time. And I mean, and like we were talking about before, and you didn't touch on it yet, but like how come NCAA, college athletes, the women on the women's side, let's just keep with the women's side then, are are receiving much better treatment than a pro like professional? Like, come on. Mm-hmm. Than a pro league as a whole. How come that's that's even that's even a, a thing? The discrepancies is insane and they're astronomical and it does not make sense because we're talking even about like the health of these players and the safety. So like, why is this still a thing? And this it's a, I'm sorry, it's a piss poor excuse. It's just a piss poor excuse. And it's starting to get to the point of like, do they care about the WNBA for real? And are they really trying to make strides for change for the better? And it, it just it just seems silly because if you have a person willing, ready and willing, capable to do this, then you figure out the funding when that time comes. Let's cross that bridge when we get there. Let these women have some sort of luxuries. 
Well, and I, I think the thing that we didn't mention yet was that Joseph Sai was not the only owner to speak out. And he had actually gathered other owners that because he wanted to have a collective yeah. of owners that spoke out and said, no, our teams deserve more. But there were other owners that didn't care to speak out, didn't care to be a part of that initiative. Mm-hmm. And I, feel and I like, think it must have been enough of them because well, I feel like if you have enough money to fund and own a professional basketball team, right? It should be an obligation. You yeah. should be obligated to make sure that the health and safety of your players is where it needs to be. And that includes adequate transportation. There's no reason why we should have players being transported on buses to go from LA to Vegas or from Chicago to Indianapolis or from New York to Connecticut. Especially New York to Connecticut. Knowing the traffic in the tri-state area. It is (laughs) unbelievably it insane is. to think that you have professional basketball players riding on, on charter buses driving up 95 or driving across <laughs> I-10 to get from city to city right? and the wear and tear that that does on your body when you can hop on a quick 15 minute private jet and be there with, no, with, with time to spare get ready to provide the most uh, like entertaining game that they can you know like a lot of this like you gotta think about like how it 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 trickles in and it like it falls over into the gameplay like some of these players probably don't feel all the way good they don't feel all the way stretched because they don't have enough time well, to i know how i things. feel getting off of a six-hour flight from the east <laughs> i just went to california not too long ago and i was beat up and yeah I was little. regular <laughs> Right. You can fit in them seats. I'm over a foot shorter than Candace Parker, and I'm probably a foot and a half shorter than Brittany Griner. Yeah. Yeah. I could I can only imagine what it means to be six nine sitting up in coach. I hope they got exit rows. Right. You got like you might have to buy an extra seat just to have a little bit more leg room. Well, and to add insult to injury. When, when you talk about the impact that it has on the game, yeah. a couple seasons ago, Vegas ended up missing the playoffs. Yeah. Because they forfeited a game yep. because their travel accommodations were yep. not appropriate. We're trash, trash, Their trash. flights got canceled because of storms. You had two players on this flight, four players on that flight. The coaches on another flight. The suitcases were on a bus. Yeah. And everyone was trying to get to the stadium. And by the time they got to the arena – they didn't even have enough time to practice before having to be on the court for the game. Exactly. And so they ended up forfeiting the game. They said, you know what? We're just not going to play. If it means we have to forfeit, then that's what we have to do because the safety and well-being of our players is first. And at the end of the season, they missed the playoffs by one game. Yeah. Yeah. So this is much bigger than, oh, I want to fly first class or – oh, I want the luxury of flying in a private jet. Like, yes, that's nice. And if you work hard, then you should want to reap the benefits. And hopefully one day I'll reap the benefit of being able to be in a private jet for all the hard work I do. Mm -hmm. But don't ask me to travel up and down the country playing basketball at my highest level and not give me proper accommodations to make sure that I can earn my keep. Right. (laughs) 
And shoot, talk about earning the keep. Earning my keep. <laughs> That's a whole nother, a whole nother topic of, you know, the earning potential even. And it's just like, it, honestly, Sam, I'm just going to call it what it is. It just seems like they don't, like the league doesn't truly care. The powers that be don't really care. And it's almost like they're like, okay, we can either have a WNBA or not have it. Like they're giving them like these terrible like choices of like, what what do you want to do? Do you want to play on a pro level or do you not? Like, and it's just like they keep putting up all these obstacles in their faces just to see like how well they'll do on it. Like when we go back to having these conversations with misogynistic people, I'm sorry to say it, but it's just a fact. And and these sexes, mother freaking people they they talk about oh well the girls like the, the viewership is not real blah blah when they're not even healthy enough to really can they can't well, first of all not even healthy enough they can't even get to the daggone freaking game in the first place like hello like <laughs> like you're not even giving us a chance like they're, they're literally like saying okay we're gonna put all these obstacles in your way and then see if you can still play a basketball game after that like it's just silly man it's silly and it's just wrong at this point. You know, there's right and then there's wrong. It's simple. Like, come on. Like, it's almost like they're fighting against the solutions. Like, they're like, no, 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 no. We don't want solutions in this case. We just want to make it hard. So it's just hard the whole time. And we can keep running this narrative of W, like, why have WNBA players? I actually had this one person, one person, it was a family member, talk to me about, um, well, why do we have the WNBA if there's such a big push for equality and and um same pay equal pay then how come we just don't, we just have one pro league and women can play with men and i'm just like <sighs> what do you think what do you think on that what do you think on that because i was too tired to have the conversation in full with him but what do you think about that what do you think if we just take away the WNBA and the nba like and we just have one full just like professional basketball league of, a, of an America of America what do you think about that I don't <laughs> for people that say that I don't understand how that equates to equality yeah because if we're talking about the fastest man in the world and the fastest woman in the world mm-hmm. the fastest man will always be faster mm-hmm. men will always be taller men will be stronger and and, and it just comes down to our our physiological and biological nature Mm -hmm. that's not a dig at women or a a praise for men it's just how we're built as men versus women Mm -hmm. so but so i don't understand how equality means we all have to be doing the same thing at the same time in the same place and the same yeah there's also a such thing Mm -hmm. as separate but equal Mm mm-hmm we're not asking to be in the NBA. We're asking to have a league that is respected as much as the NBA is Mm -hmm. that has earning potential as much as the NBA is that is publicized as much as the NBA is. And and it starts from home. It starts from your home base. And if the Mm -hmm. league is not taking you serious, it's not taking itself seriously. Right. How do we expect other people to take it seriously? Now I'm not saying that I think magically we should wake up tomorrow and (laughs) WNBA players should be making $20 million a season. That's not what I'm saying because Mm -hmm. it's not just about the dollar. Yeah. Yeah. The dollar is part of it, but we're going to grow to that. Hopefully one day Mm -hmm. you know but it's about the respect aspect 
you can have separate entities and they still be treated equally. Right. I think it's mostly about, especially when it comes to the WNBA and, and we're talking about viewership, put us in the right place to win. Because it's it's been shown that when you're when you put us in uh you know the right time slots, people are gonna watch it. Let's be real. How many people are home around three o'clock in the afternoon, especially on the East Coast? Damn there, no one. A lot of the yep. kids are getting out of school around that time. And and if I recall back to when I was playing basketball, I don't know if it's different now, but that was when some of our our games would start. You know, so like you have parents or people who are, you know, avid watchers or like, you know, sophisticated spectators like ourselves (laughs) going to see their either their kids, their family, their friends or, you know, their loved ones go play on like a, a, a smaller level to then hopefully get to that big level that everybody wants to go to. Like boys, they're so excited to go pro. They want to go pro. They know that that means just an elevated level for them financially and everything but mostly like the the different kinds of luxuries are different too because they're they're being catered to like professionals like professionals they're putting their whole body on the line this is their job this is their profession and they're the best at it so when you're doing all of that you should be getting paid the most for that and yes we understand endorsements we understand sponsorships but if you can figure out the nil deals for college kids and 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 they're starting to make a complete difference and what does that do it just makes it more exciting it makes these players show up in different ways you know and and like we had them playing hard and amazing and great even before the nil deal started happening so now you add more of that what are you going to get it is exciting watching the women play because why if how is it not how is it not exciting to watch the women play on a pro level but it's exciting to watch them play on a on a collegiate level doesn't make any sense because the same negroes or excuse me the same people <laughs> that are saying that um oh oh it's not exciting to watch the watch the girls games are watching girls games and god and, and god forbid they just so happen to have daughters that love the freaking game what are they doing they're at their they're at those games being the the best coach from the stands ever so it's just like don't don't play us like you're not excited to watch these games i don't think that the wnba games are really put in the best positions or the best time slots to be viewed and that's where i'm so aggravated and agitated because i'm just like who is really who's who's the people that are like trying to push these games and the times that they're being played and this doesn't make sense to me like i don't i understand time zones and what have you i understand there's a certain amount of games but we still don't have that many games as the men's league has in the season and, and it's just like, but they still, they still are able to get these time slots that make sense to people. When do people normally come home from work? If you're working a nine to five, you shouldn't have games coming on at two thirty, one o'clock or like three o'clock in the afternoon, especially on the East coast. Like where the hell is everybody at? Like, you're not going to give viewership, set us up to actually su- to thrive instead of survive. Like we're literally like thr- like trying to survive in these weird ass time slots to be to be seen. Then we can't even get to the damn games. If we do get to the games, is it's in uncomfortable you know situations. We finally get there. Then you're expecting us to be the best players as possible. It doesn't make any sense. And it's just like 
at the end of the day, it's kind of like, do y'all really want this? Like, do y'all really want this league to succeed? Like, all you all you owners out there, do y'all are y'all gaining money this way? Like, there needs to be something that's like c- cutting into their pockets because that's the only reason when people start moving, and that's the only reason uh, people start to change things is when their their money is affected. So I don't know what needs to happen, but I don't know. Um, what's what what they're gonna do because it doesn't make any sense it does not make any sense Sam. that's all i'm saying well and it's unfortunate because you have college players like angel reese who is one of if not the top ncaa player right now mm-hmm. going on interviews saying that she isn't excited about one day being in a WNBA. yeah she's not even checking for it because yeah. She's a millionaire in college. <laughs> and that's fair. Because fair. she's playing top level at a top team in the NCAA. And while we know that, you know, the competition gets heightened when mm-hmm. you get to the WNBA, when you're 20 years old, 21 years old, and you're living the time of your life, getting free food, <laughs> free clothes, making six figures, got endorsements flying at you left and right mm-hmm. on nationally syndicated talk shows right I'm not thinking about going to the WNBA because the WNBA feels like slumming like it's <laughs> it's a step down and it's like how is progress a digression like it I don't get it like I don't get that and that's where it's just it's, it's straight up real and it's not like the WNBA players haven't talked about it I think if more people start talking up about it, the ones that really matter like the ones that are pushing and signing contracts and all of that I think that's when we will start to see the shift and the move in the right direction has there been progress yes has it been enough no no and it's and it's, it's silly to even have these conversations around like the differences it's just sad <laughs> it's sad and it really looks bad it just looks bad so I think it just need now I think the players, I think the coaches, I think the owners need to start showing just how gravely like just disgusting it looks in comparison to what college kids get and what the NBA players get. Even the ones even the pros that don't even hit the court, no offense to y'all, the only time y'all suiting up or whatever is warm-ups. And y'all still sitting on the bench making more money than a top player in the WNBA. It does not seem right. That's all I'm saying. It just don't make no sense. So, like, do better, y'all. Please, let's find a way. Like, put me on the daggone. Put me on. Let me get a job (laughs) in marketing or whatever. Let me get, like, let me have, let me talk to these, uh, these executives and these publicly syndicated motherfucking publishing or whatever I don't know the companies where these where, where they're getting showtime and like you're playing you're paying for time slots I don't know let me get in on there and start talking because it does not make sense because again when you put it at a time that makes sense for the people at the nation as a whole those games are being watched so like let's like wake up y'all like you can make more money if you just work with everyone <laughs> absolutely <laughs> like, it's just like they're really making it hard for no reason like they just want it to look sad that like they want it to look like that well it's definitely giving off the league versus the players and yeah. it, sh- it shouldn't be that way it should be how do we work together to grow the game mm-hmm. and i think that 
a player like Candace Parker, who you see her across your TV screens pretty much every day of the week, you know, and she's always in something, always finding a way to make money. She's mm-hmm. broadcasting. She's in commercials. She's got endorsements. She's doing all of the things. The most. But doing. You- <laughs> wait, she's doing everything everywhere all at once. My God, dang! You gotta do all. You literally have to be. Like, right. You really have to be doing everything. You but when you hear a top player like her. Who right. one day will be recognized as one of the greatest players to Definitely ever play in the, Hall of Fame, for sure. in the WNBA. But Absolutely. what is this, 16 years, I believe, in she's yeah. now in the WNBA. And yeah. she is for the first time getting her own locker <laughs> with only her name on it Jesus and Lord. nobody else's. <sighs> I didn't even share a locker in middle school. I was a freaking uh, I was a team manager in college and I saw I was I was helping the the girls who had their own little locker like setting them up that was college D1 but still it was like one of the schools that like D1 school great school but it wasn't one of these top schools that you see um going to the playoffs mm-hmm. and the NCAA tournaments but like they still had it so it's like there's money y'all cut it out like cut it out please like see these women see them and it's and it's starting to look like it's just a sexist kind of it's starting to look like sexism not starting it has it just has and it's just like when are we gonna stop this it is 2023 shape up come on shape up well, we are here to be, <laughs> I guess, the voice of the people now because right. we have said so much. Yeah. So we're going to make sure that we tune in. So you guys should tune in mm-hmm. to the start of the regular season, May 19th. We will be there in front of our TVs to see the return of Brittany Griner, to see the return of the WNBA back for the 2023 season. Mm -hmm. I'm excited. I'll be at games. We'll be talking. Mm -hmm. And we're just going to keep this conversation going. Everything women's basketball. So let's let can before we go, since we had that whole rant about it, tell, tell the people where, tell our sophisticated spectators where they can watch the games. Where will it, it will it be televised? Will it be on Amazon Prime? Will it be on Facebook? <laughs> will it be on Twitter? We got you know. <laughs> well, I think first and foremost, because <laughs> Jocelyn has listed all of these lovely platforms where you yes, may or may not find platforms. Games. Amazing because I'm sponsorships. <laughs> <laughs> what we should all do if you have not done so already is download the WNBA app. Mm-hmm. In there, you will find the schedules. You will find the rosters. It'll list on there what channels or streaming platforms the games are on. Games are on pretty much every day of the week, except Mondays. I could never figure out why we have WNBA less Mondays. I don't get that. Because but it is a thing. I but perfect day. I will say that it's because we have WNBA less Mondays, if you are on Twitter, 
WNBA Twitter seems to pop off every Monday. It's always a thing. Mm-hmm. So if you're missing a little bit of the action, you can tune in to WNBA Twitter. There's usually a hashtag floating around. And you can catch up on all the drama that's going on off the courts, hear what people have to say about games, about the drama, about mm-hmm. the league, about controversy, about interview, about everything. Bye, all. So even if you don't tweet, <laughs> hop on Twitter, find out what's going on. That's, in all honesty, we are a, a nationally recognized league, but we're still small. And yeah. so you want to know what's going on behind the scenes? Get on Twitter. Take to them Twitter streets. On. Take to them Twitter streets. Take to the Twitter streets. Absolutely. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Lord have mercy. I can't wait. This I'm excited to do this with you, Sam. Um, you know, we're gonna be covering it all and, and I'm excited to do it with you. I'm excited to do it with you. So we'll wrap it up and I'll catch you in the next one. Catch you next time. Bye. Bye.